0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to One Guy, One Role. I am your host, player, and GM, Herocities. This podcast is going to be primarily focused on solo role-playing games. It is the first podcast I've ever created, so any criticism, helpful or otherwise, is appreciated. My intention with this podcast is for it to be a smooth, low-key, low-volume listening experience. I personally... Like to fall asleep listening to podcasts in the spoken voice. So, my intention is not to raise my voice or yell or scream or anything like that. Although, of course, role playing games can get exciting from time to time. So, no promises that it'll always be that way. The first game I decided to play is going to be Iron Sworn Starforged. If you're unfamiliar with Iron Sworn, basically it's a purpose built solo role-playing game and Starforged takes the more medieval style of role-playing. Maybe one might even call it Norse or Viking style thematic content from the original Iron Sworn and puts it into space. Similar to Iron Sworn, Starforged is GM-less. It can be played with a GM, but it's also entirely designed to be a solo role-playing experience. Uh through the use of oracles. Basically If you're not sure where the narrative should go or anything like that, you roll a pair of 10-sided dice and you get a value between 1 and 100. And you compare that with what the oracle says. And from there, you can make decisions about what is going on in the story or with your character or anything like that. Now, the name of my podcast I've decided to go with is One Guy, One Roll." The one guy part should be pretty self-explanatory. It's a solo role playing podcast. And one role means that I'm not going to cheat the dice or do anything like that. Whatever I roll is what the outcome is going to be. So death it does seem like a possibility, if not a likely outcome, quite honestly. Before we get started, you should know that I'm aiming for a PG-13 with occasional R, perhaps, rated elements. My goal is to let the dice lead where they may and try to use my imagination to interact with a variety of different scenarios. However, the sexy content, if it even comes up or occurs, will be the type of fade to black. I'm not interested in making some rated X or heavy R stuff. Uh, However, there may be occasionally be more sensitive topics, just depending on what happens. So be warned. Also, I'm going to try and keep my language rated PG-13, but inevitably, especially if there's dialogue or something and it feels right, swearing may or may not be part of the narrative. With that fairly long introduction out of the way, Let's get into it. So, directly from the Starforged Rulebook, it's a human centric science fiction on a perilous frontier. Direct inspiration comes from things like The Mandalorian, the Star Wars trilogy, Firefly, Alien, Dune, Battlescar Galactica, The Expanse, and even kind of weirdo fun elements like in guardians of the galaxy however the exact nature of our world known as the forge is going to be determined here in session zero that's kind of the same thing you do in iron sworn as well where you figure out what your world is going to look like before you plunge into character creation and other things like that basically i'll give a Short overview of a lot of the setting involved. This, once again, all comes directly out of the rule book. So, the adventures are set within the Forge, which is a global cluster in orbit around our people's home galaxy. The idea is that our people came to the Forge two centuries ago in the wake of some cataclysm in the home galaxy. Whether that's Earth or somewhere else or something like that doesn't really matter because today, The Forge is full of opportunity and peril. Remains of ancient civilizations hold dangerous knowledge and forbidden power. It's not a safe place. Conflicts rage, pirates prowl, and various creatures and dark forces can dwell on corrupted planets and in the abyssal void between the stars. Now the Forge is divided into four different regions, Terminus, Outlands, Expanse, and Void. As we make our way through the forge, we will discover the nature of what that means exactly. Given the nature of Ironsworn games and how much prep tends to go into creating what are called truths and the world itself and your character, it seems likely that this episode zero is likely going to be split into two or more parts, but we'll see as we go along. Anyways, this forge this universe galaxy whatever you want to call it has some basic default assumptions before we launch into actually creating our truths in our game the default assumptions are that it's perilous lonely diverse far-flung unexplored wondrous retro future unjust yet hopeful While these don't have to be included in our world that we're creating together, I like them and I think they fit well with the assumptions that we have going into the game. As we get into establishing some of the truths of our world, you should know that I'm not necessarily going to use them directly from the book, but I am planning on rolling and we'll get started right away with the cataclysm. That is what affected our home galaxy before we came to the forge. Starting off, we have an AD, which is we managed to escape the ravages of a catastrophic war. Over millennia, we consumed resources and shattered lives as we fueled the engines of industry, expansion, and war. In the end, a powerful foe took advantage of our rivalries in a violent bid for power. Fleeing the devastation, we assembled our fleets and traveled to the forge. A new home, a fresh start. In this final war, we were set upon by... Got a 19. Artificial intelligence. A little cliche, but I'm sure we can find a way to make it our own. Our next truth is about our exodus from our home planet. That's a 39... A ragtag fleet of ships propelled at tremendous speed by experimental FTL drives carried our ancestors to the forge. However, the technology that powered the ships is said to be the source of the sundering, a fracturing of reality that plagues us here today. That's kind of fun. I really like that one. Kind of limits the interconnectivity, I guess, of the entire forge So the complication that arises from this is that the experimental drives used by the Exodus fleet are forbidden, but the damage is done. The sundering spreads across our reality like cracks on the surface of an icy pond. Those fissures unleash even more perilous realities into our own. Did we flee one cataclysm only to inadvertently create another? Next up, we have the type of communities that are in the Forge rolled in 81. We have made our mark in this galaxy, but the energy storms we call bale fires threaten to undo that progress, leaving our communities isolated and vulnerable. Starships navigate along bustling trade routes between settlements. We've built burgeoning outposts on the fringes of known sectors, and bold spacers chart new paths into unexplored domains. However, this hard-earned success is threatened by the chaotic balefires, intense energy anomalies that cut off trade routes and threaten entire planets. This messes really well with the exodus. I believe that the sundering and the balefires are caused by the same thing. The use of these experimental FTL drives that perhaps were originally created by the same AI that tried to that functionally did destroy our original home before we, fl- we fled utilizing these experimental FTL drives that now we don't have the technology to work on fix the inherent issues which have caused these bale fires which are slowly fracturing the entire forge our next truth relates to iron now for those unfamiliar with iron forge system Iron is something that is used to swear what's called an iron vow. We'll get more into it later because it's actually the first roll you make in the game is swearing your first iron vow. However, the method at which these vows are sworn is one of our truths. Zero one. Iron vows are sworn upon the remains of ships that carried our people to the forge. Perhaps iron is not, it's not literally iron, But it's some kind of strange or different material, which is only, maybe it's like the spent fuel or whatever's left over from the actual cores, the FTL cores that allowed our initial ships to fly. That's kind of cool. I like that. Many of our outposts were built from the iron bones of the Exodus ships. Fragments of the ships were also given to survivors as remembrance and pass from one generation to the next. Today, the Iron Sworn swear vows upon the Shards to honor the sacrifice of their forebears, the essence of these places left behind, and the souls of those great ships. Like I said, I think that when this energy or fuel or whatever was used to power these FTL drives was utilized, it leaves behind some kind of very distinctive material that maybe it's black, very dark, or maybe something like that. We'll figure it out when we actually get into play. Next up, we are establishing the laws for uh, the forge. 41. Laws and governance vary across settled domains, but bounty hunters are given wide latitude to pursue their contracts. Their authority is almost universally recognized and supersedes local laws. That's kind of cool. It's kind of almost like... In our world, there are actually folks who are bounty hunters that work internationally and have special laws and rules and regulations governing them. I think this is probably a little more latitude given to these bounty hunters. Through tradition and influence, bounty hunter guilds are given free reign to track and capture fugitives in most settled places, only the foolish Stand between a determined bounty hunter and their target. That's kind of cool. I don't think there's going to be like some sort of universal government or anything like that. But perhaps bounty hunter guilds are really powerful and command a lot of political and influence and stuff like that. Next up is religion. 18. Our gods failed us. We left them behind. The exodus was a tipping point. The gods offered no help to the billions who died in the cataclysm, and spirituality has little meaning in the forge. Most now see religion as a useless relic of our past, but the search for meaning continues, and many are all too willing to follow a charismatic leader who claims to offer a better way. I'm not certain that it's necessarily all religion is gone. I think that religion is just a little different. There's no organized religion That permeates society. I believe that cults and things like that can possibly spring up. And perhaps other stuff like that. But overall, most people do not follow any religion at all anymore. Next up, we have magic. One, magic does not exist. I I don't know how I feel about that. I don't want it to be like magic everywhere, but it would be kind of fun... Actually, this works. Magic does not exist, but some look to superstition and old, a, age-old traditions for comfort in this unforgiving galaxy. But this is foolishness. What some call magic is simply a product of technology or natural forces we aren't yet equipped to understand. As the saying goes, a, signif- a sufficiently advanced civilization is indistinguishable from magic from a technology perspective. So, I like that. We're going to keep it as magic does not exist. There are quite a few of these to go through. We're about halfway done establishing the truths of our forge. But next up is communication and data. With an 82 and settled domains, a network of data hubs called the Weave allows near instantaneous communication and data sharing between ships and outposts. Now, as far as retrofuturism is concerned, I'm a little more fan of the way that some other systems work with uh, the way that data is uploaded, and I think we're actually going to take. Information is life. We rely on space carriers to transport messages and data across the vast distances between the settlements. Direct communication and transmissions beyond the near space of a ship or outpost are impossible. Digital archives are available at larger outposts, but information is not always up to date or reliable. Therefore, the most important communications and discoveries are carried by courtiers, uh, carriers who swear vows to see that the data safely to its destination. That's kind of interesting and could almost make for an interesting character even. We're definitely going to take that one. Medicine. 28. Our advanced medical technologies and expertise was lost during the exodus. Healers are rare and ill-equipped. Untold numbers have succumbed to sickness, injury, and disease. Those who survive often bear the scars of a hard and dangerous life in the forge. Next up is artificial intelligence. Now, we've already established that the reason for the cataclysm from our home galaxy was because of artificial intelligence, due to a war set upon by artificial intelligence. So... Some of these aren't going to quite work. Let's see what the dice have to say. 38. The vestiges of advanced machine intelligence are coveted and wielded by those in power. Much of our AI technology was lost in the exodus. What remains is under control of powerful organizations and people, and is often wielded as a weapon or deterrent. The rest of us must make do with primitive systems. I like that. That'll work. I was kind of thinking maybe the first one in which you rely upon basically Adeptus Mechanicus style guys, if you're familiar with 40K. But I like the idea of those in power still tempted to utilize AI technology, possibly at the cost of everybody in the Forge itself. Next up is War. And as we know, war never changes. I'm not too picky about this one. Let's see. 29. Here in the forge, resources are too precious to support organized fighting forces or advanced weaponry. Weapons are cheap and simple. Starships are often cobbled together from salvage. Most communities rely on ray tag bands of poorly equipped conscripts or volunteers to defend their holdings, and raiders prowl the forge in search of easy prey. Kind of like that. It's almost as if a lot of the weapons from the cataclysm were lost or destroyed or perhaps the Exodus ships were never equipped with weapons. So there's just ragtag remains of the old warships and perhaps actually utilizing and controlling weapons is something pretty rare. I don't know. We'll have to see how that comes out in play. Next up is life forms. Now, I'm always a fan of having some sort of alien life involved in science fiction, but let's see what the dice had to say. 24. This is a perilous and often inhospitable galaxy, but life finds a way. Life in the Forge is diverse. Planets are often home to a vast array of creatures, and our starships cruise with space lifeforms life forms riding in their wake. Even animals from our home world carried aboard the Exodus ships have adapted to live with us in the Forge. That's kind of interesting. I don't know about the space born life forms riding in the wake, but I like the idea of there being life in the galaxy already before we arrived there, but we also brought life with us from our home world. Call it Earth, Earth-like, whatever. It's easy, of course, when making any kind of science fiction game actually really any kind of fantasy world whether science fiction or traditional fantasy to just copy or inadvertently make something identical to source material that you really like and that was one of my goals was not to make this like aliens not to make it like 40k not to make it like star wars or star trek or anything like that i want it to be its own thing something something strange something unique something literally created off the roll of a dice i was trying to come into this with no real ideas and i think we are succeeding at that objective the next category are precursors i don't really have an opinion on this one so we're just going to go with what the dice say 97 the biomechanical life forms we call the remains remnants remnants engineered by civilizations as weapons in a cataclysmic war, survived the death of their creators. On scarred planets and within precursor vaults throughout the forge, the remnants still guard ancient secrets and fight unending wars. Now, does that mean that they're an alien or a biomechanical? So perhaps whoever the precursors were, I don't know. I'm not going to make any assumptions. We'll figure it out in play. I know I say that a lot, but that's the beauty of Ironsworn is it's really a story that evolves as you play the game. Not something like more traditional D&D where you have a GM who writes out this big story and then if you get railroaded onto it and all the other stuff, it's very, very natural storytelling, I think, in a game like in the iron sworn system or anything else that utilizes oracles or any kind of what's the word for it the storytelling that comes naturally from the fiction not the fiction being written itself anyways we are on to our last and final truth about the forge horrors once again i don't really have an opinion about it so we'll just wing the dice and see what happens 77. The strange energies of the Forge give unnatural life to the dead. The Soulbinders are an organization sworn to confront these horrifying entities. The Woken Daga are a plague within the Forge. Some of these beings are benevolent or seek absolution, but most are hollowed and corrupted by death. They are given by hate and a hunger for the warmth of life that was forever lost to them. The soul binders are dedicated to putting them to rest, whatever the cost. Undead. Is that an overused trope? I don't know. Kind of boring. I think we're going to use this idea of the strange energies of the Forge, but we're going to make it a little bit different. We're going to not make it like zombies or any shit like that. Such an overused trope. I can't stand it anymore. I think we're going to instead say the strange energies of the Forge twist life into horrifying forms. The strange energy of the forge twists life into horrifying forms. An organisation known as the soulbinders are sworn to confront these horrifying entities. The strange energies of the forge twist life into horrifying forms. All right, so the strange energies of the forge twist life into horrifying forms. An organisation known as the soulbinders are sworn to confront these monstrosities. It's kind of like Chaos, I guess, from 40k, but I'm thinking something a little bit different. And it definitely is not due to some warp, or there's no warp entities or gods or anything like that. So I think with a capital H, horrors are a plague within the Forge. Some of these beings are benevolent or seek absolution, but most are hollowed and corrupted by, oh, what was it called? Corrupted by the Sundering. Yeah, let's get the Sundering back in here. Corrupted by the Sundering. They are driven by hate and a hunger for the warmth of life. And hunger for... Oh, no, driven by hate and memories of the life that is forever lost to them. Oh, I like that. The Soulbinders are dedicated to putting them to rest, whatever the cost. I like it. That's kind of interesting and different. Well, that's the end of our established truths. I think uh, we'll do a quick overview of them. Uh, as far as the cataclysm is concerned, we escaped the ravages of a catastrophic war due to artificial intelligence getting somehow involved, and which caused us to launch into the Exodus with a ragtag fleet of ships propelled at tremendous speeds by experimental FTL drives, carried our ancestors to the Forge, However, the technology that powered the ships is said to be the source of the sundering, a fracturing of reality that plagues us here today. Communities, we have made our mark in this galaxy, but the energy storms we call balefires threaten to undo that process, leaving our communities isolated and vulnerable. I think that it's due to the sundering. Uh, Maybe it's colloquially called balefire. Could be like an interesting energy surge or something like that. Once again, we'll figure it out during play. As far as iron is concerned, iron vows are sworn upon the remains of the ships that carried our people to the forge. Already talked about how it's probably going to be part of the fuel source that actually powered the ships, so it's rare. And definitely the number of iron sworn who actually exist in the forge is a small number of people. Laws. Laws and governance vary across settled domains, but bounty hunters are given wide latitude to pursue their contracts. Their authority is almost universally recognized and supersedes local laws. As far as religion is concerned, our gods failed us; we left them behind. Magic does not exist. Information is life. We rely on space-born can never say this word, couriers to transport messages and data across the, the vast distance between settlements. I think it's kind of going to be like a beacon system, where ships who ply the void legally, so to speak. Uh, will carry this encrypted data that gets automatically uploaded to some sort of navigation beacon or something like that, and that's how people get new information, and it can be extremely outdated sometimes. There is no instantaneous communication without utilizing some sort of method of data upload and download. Uh, As far as medicine's concerned, our advanced medical technologies and expertise were lost during the exodus. That's not to say that people are always dying or that it's like the medieval ages all over again, but I think... There's a lack of vaccination. We don't have AI in order to help to create these new medicines and technologies. I think that back in the old galaxy, they basically had cured all disease. Everything was cured. They could fix limbs, regrow limbs and stuff like that. And now I'm seeing it more like medicine in like modern society, but we'll figure it out during play. AI, as we know, AI is what caused... The cataclysm from our home galaxy. The use of AI technology is outlawed in the Forge. However, the vestiges of advanced uh, machine intelligence are coveted and wielded by those in power. That being said, I think it's exceedingly rare and to stumble across one would be extremely uncommon and unlikely. War. Here in the Forge, resources are too precious to support organized fighting forces or advanced weaponry. Life forms, it is a perilous and inhospitable galaxy, but life finds a way. Precursors, the biomechanical life forms we call the remnants uh, are engineered by civilizations as weapons in a cataclysmic war, survive the death of their creators. Not really sure what that means, but we'll figure it out. And lastly, horrors, the strange energies of the Forge twist life into horrifying forms. An organization known as the Soulbinders are sworn to confront these monstrosities. Well, I think that will wrap up our first session zero of Ironsworn Starforged here on One Guy, One Roll. My plan is to release one podcast a week, but due to the nature of my career, my schedule is very erratic. However, I will always attempt to at least release one podcast a week. As of yet, we have obviously not created any characters or anything like that, and that'll be the aptly named Session 0.5, which will hopefully come out next week. Other than that, I have been your host, Herocitides. Thank you very much for listening, and don't look long into the void, for it may be looking back at you. In the meantime, this is Herocitides signing off. Take care, y'all.